Jolly's Pharmacy presents a new and innovative radio program, Health Vibes. Health Vibes. Every Wednesday morning on Q95 FM, Health Vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando and Jacinta Fagan Defoe. Health Vibes. Every Wednesday from 10 to 11.30, it's not just your average talk show. It's appealing and educational with a bit of humor. Real Vibes on your health. Now, that's the vibe. Health Vibes on on Q95 every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. with Jacinta and Carlton. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to all the listeners of Q95 and of course the listeners of Health Vibes. It is 10.15 a.m. and we are here with you on Health Vibes, where of course health always has vibes. My name is Trudy and I am with a guest this morning in studio but missing in action this morning is the the main host of this show mr carlton langdo good morning to you wherever you may be busy at work i know you have a lot of things scheduled this morning so you couldn't be with us and of course good morning to to my other co-host justin for fagan defo who is also very busy this morning so it is me Steering the ship this morning on Health Vibes, but of course, we're going to have a very informative and interesting show as you are accustomed with. So, we are going to be talking about something very important this morning. So, make sure if you are logged on um, via, if you are tuned in, that you, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend, as I always say, to check out Health Vibes because you will learn and be informed about something critical this morning, as always. I wanted to also say good morning to all the regular listeners of Health Vibes, the people who have been reaching out to me and saying that they always listen and enjoy the program. Good morning to all the security officers, um, the people who are logged on if they are on the road, the bus drivers, the people who are commuting at this time. Good morning, Albert. You are a very regular listener, I was told. Good morning to you. And of course, for all the, the interest in health, thank you so much to the listeners. We appreciate that a lot. This is Jolly's Health Vibes. And I wanted to also remind our listeners about some of the great things that Jollies has up their sleeves. There is a special Jollies at the Dominica State College, JP Mini is what it's called. And since school has reopened, JP Mini has been making waves again with the students. So I want to just big up the staff of JP Mini at the Dominica State College, providing such a great resource for the students. Anything that they may be missing in terms of, you know, basic, basic items, basic um, food items as well, they can pick up those at JP Mini. So no longer do the students have to be worrying about where do I get a, a, a sanitary napkin if I just didn't carry one or where do I get some um, snack if I can't get to, to the canteen. JP Mini has been serving the Dominica State College students very well since the opening of school. So big up to the staff and big up, of course, to Jollies as usual. Leading the way in healthcare, coming right to our doorsteps at the Dominica State College. So, this morning, 
We are going to be continuing with our discussion. We started last week, if you were tuned in to Health Vibes, we started last week speaking about a particular form of cancer. Prostate cancer is what we spoke about last week. And today, we're going to just broaden that discussion and talk a bit more about cancer, about treatment, about prevention. And I have with me in studio, Miss Yvonne Alexander, who is the president of the Dominica Cancer Society. So good morning to you. And how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Trudy. Um, you know, I'm doing great. Right. I'm very well, thank you. I want to say a very good morning to all our listeners. And in particular, you know, I can't help it. <laughs> Members of the Dominica Cancer Society, <laughs> we want to lift up those who are in treatment we want to tell those who are newly diagnosed that they are not alone, that there is an organization here on island that you can turn to for any kind of support you consider necessary. You don't have to go through this alone. Others have done it before you, and we have a, a resource um, so you can come to us. I really just want to say hi and hello to everyone, you know, um, and say it's such a pleasure to be here. I think this is my first um, Health Vibes Hell with vibe. Trudy. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been here before with Carlton, so thank you so very much for inviting me, and I look forward to sharing. And, and interestingly, we have met on other programs, but just not on Health Vibes. <laughs> so, and, and I know you are a very frequent listener um, of the program, so it is, of course, great to have you on. We'll be having a very interesting discussion this morning i am sure so before we get into the into the discussion i'm going to take a, a quick break and then we will be back with yvonne alexander we're going to be talking about cancer shopping experience. Who say health cannot have vibes? Well, Jolly's Pharmacy is proving you otherwise. With Health Vibes, every Wednesday morning on Q95 from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Health Vibes, education, information, and a bit of humor. And not forgetting, lots of vibes. Hosted by Carlton Lando with co-host Jacinta Fagan Defo and Trudy Christian. Jolly's Pharmacy is bringing health and vibes together every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Pharmacy leading the way in healthcare. And we are back. It is another 
episode of Health Vibes on this beautiful Wednesday morning. I have with me this morning in studio Yvonne Alexander of the Dominica Cancer Society. She's the president. And we want to st- I want to start off by asking. Last week we spoke about prostate cancer. Of course, September has been designated as Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. So I wanted to know what exactly has been going on as it relates to the outreach um, for, for the awareness for prostate cancer. Specifically, what has the, the what has been the, the, the outreach like this month of September? Actually, we're almost at the end of the month. We're right. already September 21st. Right. So how has this been going? Well, as usual, you know, Dominica Cancer Society is really very concerned about just the, 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 the situation with cancer in Dominica. We are aware of um, growing mortality in respect to certain cancers, and prostate is one of them. And so, as usual, we say probably people will think, here we go again, mm-hmm. they're tired of hearing us, but folks... We need to continue the awareness, and Dominica Cancer Society did just that. So in relation to things that we've done specifically, we, as usual, took to radio, social media, and so on. Um, we also made an opportunity to allow for face-to-face. So we wrote to, for instance, male-dominated work environment and asked for an opportunity for us to speak to men about men's health with a focus on prostate health. And we had a really very successful activity with the customs. Mm. There is one upcoming with the police. We've written to some other male-dominated work environments. I suppose they will come on board. We hope they do. And even if they do not get wrong to doing it during the month of September, that they really allow us an opportunity to come in there. We had a team of individuals that standing by to conduct this activity. So I'm not going in there speaking to men about prostate health. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Carlton Lando happens to be one of yes, the members I of the team. Yes, I saw he did a, a session. Pascal, who agreed to almost act in an advisory capacity. We have Dr. Jacob, who is our local urologist. We have, well, obviously our... our um, Father Reggie Lafleur mm-hmm. takes the lead because he's really the PRO and he's taking the lead on that project. And we really want to thank, we had Dr. Honoré, we really want to thank all the doctors. We had Mignon Rule share on one of the of the programs that we had. We want, really want to share all, to thank all those who have come on board. I know Dr. Pascal is speaking to other medical practitioners who will come on board so that once we have the, the, the green light, the go-ahead, we can go to all of these male-dominated workplaces and share the information. I don't want to leave out that we do have two prostate survivors mm-hmm. who are always willing to share in the people of Patrick Henderson. So he was at the session with customs hey here am i live and well and i am a prostate cancer survivor so this thing can be survived if captured early treated mm-hmm. early so we have patrick henderson and we also have david michael he's currently in the uk but thanks to technology he's able to contribute on some of the programs that we've asked him to contribute on so we do have um so these are two brave men willing to share many um, or the prostate 
cancer survivors are not really willing to go to public share. but we are very happy that patrick and david have agreed um so we've had these discussions we've we've written to like the dominica medical association and all mm -hmm. the labs asking that information be disseminated to medical doctors requesting a discount on men's screening and prostate screening mm -hmm. this month and and i know that the medical in the medical association did respond to us so the information has been disseminated so we just want to make it probably a little more affordable yes. for people not to keep putting off this this um important screening and the labs are standing by to give a discount on the cost of doing the analysis of whether it is the the PSA test and so on. Mm -hmm. We've written to the um, chief medical officer mm -hmm. and we were asking for special clinics at the different health in the different health districts mm -hmm. during the course of the month of September. And we noticed on the wellness month calendar they did include yes. quite a number of cancer screening and particularly prostate cancer clinics throughout the calendar of activities and I, I could mention that. some yes so we are really 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 very pleased another thing we did is we think beyond us speaking on radio and social media and so on we said there are electronic billboards all over the place so we've written to the owners of the electronic billboards and we're asking them to post some ads on prostate cancer prevention for us. So one of the things we, we, we um, one of them have contacted us and has agreed, we have exchanged the information with him, you know, the um, visuals that we want shared on the electronic billboards. I have personally not seen any of the ads, mm -hmm. but I'm looking forward and I don't think he'll mind if we mention his name, Adam Songs and Light. Mm -hmm. Thank you so, so, so very much for stepping up and for agreeing to do this with us. Thank you so very much. We appreciate, we appreciate. We found people to be really very receptive. Um, all, you know, everyone we have contacted to assist with the campaign, they have stepped forward. And what we are hoping success for us is, after all of this um, messaging, that men take action. Yes. That is what success looks like for us, that we no longer have men who are dying from prostate cancer because all the medical doctors will tell you that if you screen, if it is detected early, mm -hmm. it can be treated and properly managed and you do not have to die. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so that is what success would look like for us. So we're really hoping and praying that after all the effort that we've made to try mm -hmm. to make prostate screening much more available and affordable and to just bombard you with the messages mm -hmm. that you take action. And if it's women listening to me, please, there are men in our lives. Of course. Just, let's see, not in a nagging way, you know them already. <laughs> Sometimes it may mean that you make the appointment for them. Mm -hmm. um, tell them, you know, I'm going to make an appointment for you. You know, because the men are important. And, and sadly, men are not necessarily dying, like, in advanced years. We wish nobody died. Mm -hmm. Some men... Um, we've had men who've died in their 50s from mm -hmm. prostate cancer-related illnesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, most of them are still very much the breadwinner, the, the head of the household. 
we need to stop this. Yes. We need to stop this. It can be stopped. We have to be willing to take action. Right. And I, I am aware of, you know, all the, the efforts. I, I I do see that the Ministry of Health has indeed come on board. I, I saw a flyer just today for a men's health symposium from the right. St. Joseph Health District and right. the Salisbury Health team. Mm-hmm. That will be happening on September 22nd. Right. And they plan to make it an annual event and they're inviting all men of that com- of that area, the St. Joseph Health District, right. to come out to that. So I have seen the efforts and I've seen it in other health districts as well um and 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 you mentioned though you know people may think or people may say oh here we go again Again. but the thing is every time you raise awareness you are there is the opportunity for one at least one new person to get the information and that is why it's always important to if you know you are somebody who maybe already has the information you've heard um miss alexander already speaking you've heard you know us already speaking on health vibes but you share so a new person can benefit from the information that is how we're going to get a hold of you know some of these health issues that we always have to be consistently talking about you know definitely so i i don't feel i feel like the the people who are always hearing these health education efforts you know the the onus is on them now to share share to share Share to share definitely so if you if you if you've heard about prostate cancer before and you've heard about screening before but somebody else hasn't you know now is your opportunity to Mm -hmm. share the information i see we have a caller on the line let me take this call caller good morning Yes, good morning. I'm listening to your program. Um, I tune in late, but I know that's a very important program because um, my friend lives in Dominica, and usually when he goes to check his prostate, they only do it manually. Do you encourage the people to do it? manually and through the blood work to check the PSA and what's a good PSA because sometimes the PSA can be high and the person can still be um, benign. So where, if I listen, maybe for them, I don't know how long your program is uh-huh. for, that um, where do you all do the screening? What kind of screening do you all do? Do you all do both the, 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 mm-hmm. the manual one and check the PSA? What's a good PSA? If it is high, how do you, um, or do you all explain to the, the patients or the clients, however you call them, um, what's going on? Because I know some of our resources are not so, you know, up there at home. Because when you come here, now they more encourage people to check the PSA than doing it manually. Mm. Um, for the prostate test, so how do you all go about um, so, the, the, the educational part of it? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for that question. And we did touch on that, um, you know, in the program we had last week. So the the prostate-specific antigen test, the blood test, um, is, of course, available locally. The labs are, you know, the labs that we have, La Falaise, et cetera, they do that test. The manual test, the digital rectal exam, is oftentimes actually recommended because feeling the, the, the prostate itself, 
you know, palpating it can give a, a good indication of whether it is enlarged or not. The PSA can also be done, but as you correctly said, sometimes the levels are elevated and it might not necessarily be, um, you know, a, a, a case of, of prostate cancer. So the digital rectal exam is very encouraged, I know, and I know the medical, all medical practitioners um, have the capability of doing it at the health centers. You can yes. have it done at the health centers um, at, or, or the health clinics. Um, you can have it done by your private, the men can have it done by their private um, physicians, their private doctors. Uh, in terms of the level of the PSA, I don't know, I don't know the figures. Um, I can I can check that. I don't know the exact figure, but I know if there is an elevated PSA, the doctor would likely counsel, if you go into a private physician, counsel the patient, explain what that would mean, and then if that digital rectal exam had not been done, would do that, and then there would be a follow-up discussion about how to proceed. So I know we do encourage both forms of screening here locally i know that it is both are available and the education that has been you know going out about screening does encompass doing you know if if doing the the two right Mm -hmm. so so there isn't an absence of one at all um it's just you know a lot of men and we discuss that we, we always have to bring up that discussion a lot of men are kind of um fearful about the digital rectal exam or they have some kind of you know hesitation about it so sometimes they don't like to adhere to that screening method but it is definitely um recommended uh last week we spoke about beyond the age of beyond the age of 40 for the men and if you have history then you really need to a family history that is you really need to be checking on on that I agree. I agree. Con- um, I certainly agree with everything that Trudy has shared. I want to say that I recall, and I'm wondering if Dr. Pascal is listening and he wants to share anything on this. I recall um, in another discussion about prostate cancer that this urologist, a medical doctor, was saying um, what the men are afraid of, thinking that you're inserting the entire finger into the rectum is um, not true. He says it's like the tip of the finger and it's mm. the, the the entire process is less than about 20 seconds yes you know 20 seconds is like in a blink of an eye it's done so there is really no need for this um fear of the the rectal examination mm-hmm. mr langdo i'm uh, um, shared last okay. week his personal experience all right of how quick it is you know mm-hmm. how quickly it yes. is done and so this this fear is you know sometimes unwarranted because it, it happens pretty right. quickly and of course if a professional which is who you should go to is doing it right. then you know they can get it done in in you know uh, less than a minute as you mentioned right. you know just a few seconds so definitely um you know not not something to be fearful about that's to the men <laughs> Um, I, I wanted to, to ask too, it is prostate cancer awareness month. You mentioned a lot of the things that are happening yes, yes. in terms of awareness. Oh, and you mentioned the male dominated workplaces that yes. you all have targeted We've and targeted. Yes. Yeah. And that's mm. an excellent, excellent strategy because you know, you have to try to reach the men where they, where are, they are, where they are. And so these these male-dominated workplaces, I would maybe also suggest the um, the, the the bus drivers too, if there right, is yes, right. that is also a male-dominated so, group. 
Yes. In the case of the bus drivers, we are hoping that they can be captured at the level of their health districts. Ah, okay. Um, one of the suggestions we made were for like special clinics. You know, they are on the road every day, particularly between Monday and Friday. Um, those you don't see on Saturday, probably it's the Sabbath. So the possibility of organizing special clinics mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. to capture them um if anyone has any idea of how we can get bus drivers together please <laughs> let us know yes. um it's kind of difficult the work dominated the, the male dominated work environment it's easy to just go into the workplace and get this body of men yes. who show up for this meeting and this discussion um with the bus drivers it's a little yeah. more you, you know you'd have to zone it off so at the moment we are we are hoping that they can be captured at the different health, health. districts okay. yes Okay. And I, I, I know it is um, also Caribbean Wellness Month. Oh, yes. And um, there have been a lot of activities. You mentioned yes. the Ministry of Health has been collaborating with the Dominican Cancer Society. Yes. Anything coming up or anything that we maybe missed out in terms of Caribbean Wellness Month and, and cancer awareness? Right. And I really, really want to thank the Ministry of Health generally, um, Mignon Roll and her team because um, when we checked the calendar of activities for Caribbean Wellness Month, so the month of September is also Caribbean Wellness Month, there were numerous um, cancer screening initiatives across health districts. I recall um, early in the month, uh, the, uh, September 6th, there was at Newtong, um, Fonkole and Maho Health Centers, uh, we had uh, there were prostate screening already done in the St. Joseph Health District on the 8th and on the 15th. And I noticed that they have one upcoming on the 22nd, on the 22nd so, yes. so in about two days' time. Mm -hmm. um, we also have to thank Methcast. Mm -hmm. Methcast is the Methodist Church. They have a, a cancer and AIDS support team. Okay. And they also are a really very good partner. So even Methcast had... Um, a screening clinic on the 10th yes. and Methcast, were, they were planning a walk that would have taken place the past weekend but we all know what happened during mm -hmm. the past weekend, mm -hmm. we were in storm mode, mm -hmm. so that walk is postponed to Saturday coming, it's just a very short walk um, encouraging people to walk so Methcast also partnered and a part of the calendar of um, activities for Caribbean Wellness Month um, there was cervical and breast screening in the Lapland Health District um, mm -hmm. just last week. There was a men's health clinic in, at the Collihoe Health Center um, with a focus on prostate health. Mm -hmm. So we really, really, and there are some, a, a few others upcoming. I think they have the St. Joseph Health District on the 22nd and there is something else in Reviasi Week. Okay. Um, yes, so flyers are normally um, distributed for these activities. And we really want to thank them this year. The, the collaboration has been tight. Mm -hmm. A lot of the activities were cancer screening related, and we are really very grateful for that. And we are just hoping that the general public took advantage of these oh, opportunities this opportunity. to get screened. Mm -hmm. But I want to say to men and to women that, you know, yes, it's Caribbean Wellness Month and all of that, but even if you didn't get wrong to get in screened during the month of September, Hey, you can time. just go to yeah. the health center, make an appointment to get screened, okay? Yes. I see we have a caller on the line. Caller, good morning. Yes, it's me again. Good okay. morning. I <laughs> forgot to ask 
is there a urologist or do they have urologist in Zaminita and where is the office? The other thing is when my friend come up here, that's one of the must things is to check the prostate before you go medical, do a medical before he go back home. And one of the things that was said to him by the urologist, I don't know if you all know too much or about it or advise some of the men, no sex. And sometimes when you go to the doctor, that they do not, whoever is your physician, they do not massage the prostate before they go and do the, uh, the blood work because it can give a higher reading of the, um, of the PSA. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're well, gorgeous. I am aware of uh, Dr. Jacob, whose office is at Hasbro Medical. I'm not sure if anybody else knows of any other urologist on island. I think they it's can just one. They can um, say so. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a. It's a. I, I. I don't want to say new, but we we didn't have a urologist um, for quite some time. But right. there is one present now. Um, so there is that option um, for the for the men. Hallsboro Medical Center right. you mentioned. Yes. yes. So there is that option um, for for the men. So you you mentioned some of the the opportunities um included cervical cancer screening and breast cancer, cancer screening so i want to kind of segue now into these um particularly breast cancer every yes. time it's a, a particular month it's an awareness month yes. we hear a lot of talk about whatever it is that we are bringing awareness to and you know you are correct in saying it doesn't mean that if in that particular awareness period right. you don't um you know get one of the screening um, um, um processes done or you you don't take part in one of the activities that you cannot continue to take care of your health in that regard all year wrong right. it's just that these months are dedicated to kind of heighten awareness yes. about the issue so next month october is designated mm -hmm. as breast cancer awareness month and i know the dominica cancer society is planning something big for yes. october so yes. can you tell us about that and actually um truly before i even go into the big the big event the big event uh -huh. um <laughs> you know um the the public may have noticed that we focus the reason because there are other cancers there mm -hmm. is colon cancer there are um, their calendar of, of Cancer Awareness months throughout the 12 months the of the year. But Dominica Cancer Society is focusing a lot on the cancers that are most prevalent in Dominica, Dominica. and the cancers that um, contribute to mortality rates. Mm. And interestingly, these are the very cancers that you do not necessarily have to die from. Mm -hmm. The prostate, the breast, so the breast cancer is the leading cancer affecting women, probably globally, but here in Dominica. Mm. Cervical cancer was kind of making a downward trend when you saw the graphs around 2017 and so mm -hmm. on. But now it looks like it may be picking again. And cervical cancer, um, the screening is the pap smear. Mm -hmm. And similar to the prostate, it's nothing. If you can do a bikini wax, it is much more painful. You can do a pap smear. Get somebody you're comfortable with. And um, I think of tremendous concern is the fact that um, people are presenting themselves with breast cancer at a much earlier age. Mm -hmm. So whereas the rule of thumb maybe, um, if you did a Google or some 
uh, from the medical standpoint in terms of the protocols, um, women should begin doing things like mammograms from around the age of 40. And then you have people in their 20s presenting with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. We have to hype the, the awareness. We have to continue raising awareness. We have to ask people to now do breast self-examinations. Mm -hmm. And that was part of what occurred during Wellness Month. So this is why we play so much focus and emphasis on prostate cancer awareness, cervical cancer awareness, and that we, yes, and breast cancer awareness, mm -hmm. because these are among the cancers with the highest incident rates in Dominica. We are mm -hmm. really very concerned about that. And so, yes, and you know, I think globally, breast cancer has been the hype because that is probably one of the most prevalent cancers globally. Mm -hmm. uh, many people who survive cancer, it would be breast cancer. So it says, you know, breast cancer is survivable. And in usual manner, and actually, um, the walk, whenever we do the walk, that walk culminates Caribbean Wellness Month here in Dominica. Okay. So yes, so this year we have the grand annual event. We are so very pleased. We feel very blessed. We feel very grateful to be able to walk again. I don't know if patrons recognize that we had our last walk in 2019. Wow, yes. Yes, and it was Before a the big pandemic. event. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, the hype, the awareness, the, the, the patronage, we could not, you know, we really can't thank the public enough for how they come out and they rally and they walk. And um, then we were confronted with the pandemic and we were wondering in 2020, what do we do? And in consultation with the health promotion unit, um, we, they thought a drive would be safe, safer. Mm -hmm. And we, you definitely can't walk. Mm -hmm. Too many people would culminate together. We did, so we did the drive and we were really very grateful for all the media houses that came on board to allow us to broadcast live and the MO News and these people who were able to do the lives on Facebook. So, And for all the patrons who came out, we were giving prizes for best decorated cars and all of that. And, you know, we got wonderful support for the drive. Mm -hmm. And then last year, we were full steam ahead trying to plan. And then we got the spikes in August and September. Mm -hmm. COVID just reared its head over Dominica. And we had to just put everything, postpone everything. So here we are again, and we got the green light. Yes, you can walk this year. And so we're so very happy to be able to walk again this year. And so this year we are presenting the, the it's really just the cancer awareness walk. It's walk for cancer care. The care is C-A-R-E rather than cure. Mm. I don't focus too much on cure because I think... Um, Personally, I think we hear too much about cure and too much money being spent doing studies and all of that for cure. We're not hearing anything about a cure, so we are talking about care, C-A-R-E, care. So this year's walk is going to be held on the 1st of October. It's a Saturday, Saturday 1st October. Um, we've added some new attractions so under normal circumstances, um, patrons would only walk from Point Michel and Massac, either to the Bayfront or the Windsor Park Sports Stadium or something. This year, we've added some new, um, uh, number one, one new route 
in the Rosal catchment area, uh, mm. um, walking from Palm Grove. Um, and folks, anybody can walk as long as you're able-bodied and feeling well enough. Um, you do not have to walk all the way from Point Michelle if you don't feel that you have the energy to walk all the way from Point Michelle or all the way from Massac or all the way from Palm Grove. Mm. You are welcome to join the walk along the way. Mm. So do not make boy, I can't walk that distance, a deterrent to walking. Um, we want to say that I think across Dominica, every one of us must know someone who have been affected by cancer, whether be that a family member, a co-worker, um, somebody in our community. Um, you know, the number of deaths are increasing. So there has to be someone you want to work for or you just work for the cause. The walking helps us to raise awareness because of the T-shirts that you wear that has messaging on it. Mm -hmm. And our most common message is that early detection saves mm -hmm. lives or early intervention saves lives. It's on the T-shirts. People see the T-shirt, they see the ribbon on the T-shirt, they see the artwork on the T-shirt, and they are immediately conscious that this is about cancer. And um, so we are asking as many people, everyone who can, to please join us, get on board with us. We've written to workplaces, quite a number of um, workplaces, asking that they consider either purchasing their T-shirts in bulk, purchase the T-shirt for your staff, or encourage your staff to purchase a T-shirt and to work with us. We've written to, you know, the different, we have, um, we have much more formal arrangements now. So like, for instance, at the the commencement points so mm -hmm. we have commencement points point michelle massac palm grove in roseau walking to the winter park sports stadium for court where there'll be a wonderful you know end of event closing ceremony and then this year for our patrons in the north there is also a walk in the north Okay. So if you are based anywhere in the north, you don't have to drive all the way to Roseau to be part of Walk for Cancer Care 2022. You can do so in Portsmouth. So the walk in Portsmouth will commence in like the Bell Hall area, the entrance into the Cabrits, Purple Turtle Beach area. That's the name people know the most. And mm -hmm. they'll walk from there through the streets of Portsmouth to the Benjamin Park for the closing okay. ceremony. Um, the one in the north, we do have a support group in the north. We have um, the Northern Cancer Support Group. They're an affiliate of the Dominica Cancer Society. And we have the Methcast. So the Methodist group is also collaborating yeah, okay. with the Northern Cancer Support Group. And they would be the main ones um, do it, doing the planning for the one in the north. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, the Dominica Cancer Society provides all the administrative arrangements, all the letters to be written to sponsors and all of that. We've done that. We've had positive responses so far. The T-shirts are selling like hot bread. Um, <laughs> you know, some people wait until the last minute, sometimes the day before, and then you cannot get your size or you cannot mm -hmm. get, you know, don't let that happen to you. And the, where, did, where can you get the T-shirts? Okay, so the T-shirts are available at our office or from members of the Dominica Cancer Society. So if okay. you know any member of the Dominica Cancer Society, you can um, request your t-shirt and I also have a number that I will give that you can call and just place an order for your t-shirt. Okay. We will also be um, offering t-shirts for sale outside the Prevost Cinema on Saturday morning. 
this Saturday coming? This Saturday coming. The 24th? Yes, we'll okay. have t-shirts for sale outside the Prevost Cinema and on Great Great George Street, close to Paley Store. Okay. You cannot miss it. So we'll have two outlets in Roseau. Saturday coming, God willing. Please get your t-shirts. A contribution of just $30. That is nothing. The $30 is really $25 for the t-shirt, $5 to cover registration, and it allows you to get water for the walk. Okay. So please, please, please join us. Mm-hmm. And once again, with these awareness efforts, you know, it, it just takes one, um, you know, one event or one piece of information to maybe spur a thought in somebody right. who had never thought about something before and to take a step that could possibly save their life. There is something that is always circulated and I like it so much showing, you know, for instance, a, a breast self-exam, how it's how it should be done and saying, if you share this, you are more likely to save a person's life than if you share, you know, any other joke or meme or, you know, anything that you normally share on WhatsApp and so on. So these awareness efforts really have the possibility, the, the, the likelihood of increasing at least one additional person's knowledge and therefore causing them to take a step that might save their lives. So the walk is on the Saturday, 1st of October. Yes. 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 So what I'm going to do, we'll come back and speak about more about about, um, cancer awareness. But I'm going to take a break. This segment um, was... Presented to you by Federated Farm. We always want to highlight some of the brands that um, Jolie's has. And Federated Farm, that is the maker of Cetamol, which I know a lot of people use in the cold and flu times. You know, Cetamol is a very effective um, um, drug for the, the flu. So Federated Farm, this segment is brought to you by Federated Farm. We'll take a break and we will be right back continuing our discussion. Privy to press self exams and how they are done. So I wanted you to tell us on the spill about the breast self exam on those very important breasts of ours. How is that process like for a woman? What does she do? Thank you first and foremost for having me on the spill. Mm-hmm. And um, as you said. Um, women and our precious girls, some of them call them our <laughs> girls, our boobs. And for many women, they're the first ones to detect uh, a lump in the breast through breast self-exam. And it is something that we encourage women to do um, on a monthly basis. Okay. Uh, it's a simple, um, it's a simple procedure, simple exercise once you've gotten the, the steps and the, and the techniques to do it. Mm-hmm. And it is a very worthwhile exercise for every young woman and every and older woman to do. So you say once a month, a woman should check those breasts? Correct. Okay. Is it easy to do the breast self-exam correctly? It is easy after you've been exposed to the technique and okay. to the steps. Okay. Because, you know, it, it's a sequence, you know, to, to do it. And, um, you know, once you've learned that, after that, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's relatively easy. Okay. It's nothing, it's not painful. And um, you don't require anything except your hands and um, a mirror. 
Is there a best time of the month to do that breast self-exam? Certainly. Um, the seven, uh, between the seven and the 10, after the end of the last menstrual period. Okay. And the reason um, for this uh, is because um, outside of that period, um, you know, the, the hormones tend to have an um, influence the breast and the, the breast tend to be more, you know, lumpy and more tender at those times. Mm -hmm. So that period when the, the hormones are, you know, at bay, it's a good time and preferably at the same time, you know, every month. Same time every month. Okay. And Amy, you are joining us as a radiographer. You work at Medicus. And so, you know about mammograms. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> I want to know about the mammogram procedure. What exactly is the mammogram? How is it done? How regularly should a woman have a mammogram done? And from when? Okay, thanks for having me on this bill. Mm -hmm. um, um, the mammogram is essentially an x-ray of the breast. Okay. So it's the way is the way that we image the breast using X-rays. Um, the as a, a woman from the age of forty, well between forty and forty-four, can choose to do it optionally as a screening mammogram. A mammogram. There are two types of mammogram: the screening mammogram and the diagnostic mammogram. The, the procedure is the same, however. With the screening, you do not have to feel anything or no, just, you just come to do it. No screening, you can choose to start from the age of 40. And um, usually that goes every year from that age until about 54. Um, from 45, you, you are supposed to do it every year. It's, well, it's suggested that you do it every year, okay. right? Every year. Um, that is a screening mammogram. Um, up to the age of about 55, you do it every year. After the age of 55, um, they may suggest that you do it every two years. Okay. And that can go on until you're about 74. Some people choose to do it longer. If you think you're going to have a longer life um, expectancy, that's fine. You can choose to do it even after that. Um, now, a diagnostic mammogram is done when you actually feel symptoms. So that is usually mm. done. Um, when you feel something, you go to your doctor and um, your doctor will suggest that you do a mammogram in order to try to diagnose breast cancer. Um, it is, um, the mammogram is essentially the best, well, one of the best tools for diagnosing breast cancer, breast cancer particularly, especially early signs of breast cancer, which is why it is done as a screening procedure. Okay. Um, now, if you're under 40 and you do feel a lump, whether you're a man or a woman, we have been speaking about women mostly, mm -hmm. but if you are a man and you feel a lump, I can suggest that you go also visit your doctor and they can suggest that you do a mammogram. It's not a screening, it would be a diagnostic mammogram. Okay, so there's the screening and diagnostic. Now, screening, you just said for the women would begin after the age of 40. The every, age of 40. Right, yes. what, what, what would lead somebody to want to do screening, not, not a diagnostic mammogram. They haven't felt any symptoms or any lump, but screening mammograms before the age of 40, particularly because on our first half of this episode, 
we interview, I interviewed two women who, you know, were diagnosed with breast cancer prior to the age of 40. Right. So what would prompt a woman to want to screen in the absence of any symptoms, but what, what, what could go through the person's mind or what could be some factors that would cause you to be screening ahead of 40? Okay, what we do before 40, usually with the advice of, of your physician, if you have a family history of breast cancer, then um, you may choose to do a mammogram, what we call a baseline mammogram, before you are 40. But we usually prefer that you go through your physician to, to order that done for you. And um, so this, the, if you are under 40 and you do have family history, it is suggested that you do it. Um, if you know the age of the person's diagnosis, about 15 years prior to that, you can do a baseline mammogram. That mammogram is will give you a suggestion as to what your breasts look like, you know, um, and if there are any early signs of breast cancer that you may have to deal with at that age. Um, however, it is not done as a screening, regular screening procedure. You okay. do that baseline mammogram. If you are normal, we wait until you are 40 and then you begin your screening. Your screening. Yes. Ah. Okay, and whilst we, are, whilst we are talking about the mammogram, tell us how exactly is it done? What does the, what does the individual expect when they go in and they have a mammogram to be done? What should they expect? Okay, what is done when you come in for your mammogram, you choose your facility. I think we are the only people doing it right now, okay. medicus. Um, you come in, I explain the procedure. Mm -hmm. um, usually I make you change. You may have to take off your top, your from waist up, um, your bra, your jewelry. If you're wearing earrings, necklaces, we may ask you to remove those as well. And then we have to do at least two images of each breast, so four images at least in all. Where, how we do that, we put your breast between two firm surfaces and we have to compress the breast. So you mm. will feel a little pressure. Okay. Um, so that's the part that people complain about, the compressing the breast yes. during the mammogram. <laughs> people okay. do complain about it. So some people do. Okay. Um, so yes, we have to compress the breast. And because we take two-dimensional images and the breast is three-dimensional, we have to take another one so we can get all the dimensions, you know, of the breast. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you have clients or have you had clients who are hesitant because of that compressing of the breast Many. feature of the mammogram? Many. Many what, are what, hesitant. What would you say to, to allay their, their hesitancy or their fear? when they come with the preconceived ideas that it's going to be very painful, I tell them everything that you've heard, forget about it. Just, well, let's start from scratch. We're going to do your mammogram. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. You're going to, your breasts are going to be compressed. You'll feel a little pressure. It should not hurt. It actually should not hurt. What you will feel is a pressure, usually. So now, I can't say that nobody will feel pain because there are people who have sensitive breasts or conditions who make, who make, that make their breasts um, prone to feeling that sensation or stronger sensation during the examination. Usually people with fibrocystic breast disease or people with very sensitive breasts and so on. 
these people will feel a little bit of pain. So I ask them to bear with me and um, just, you know, it's not for very long. It's a very short, you know, time we compress the breast for. So yes, I have to comfort them during that time. <laughs> Another thing that may cause um, pain and so on during the breast is if you do it at the wrong time. Just like Nurse said, the best time to do the mammogram is also about between seven to 10 days um, of your cycle, between day seven and day 10. Okay. Usually we go up to day 14, but the best time is between day seven and day 10. Day okay. There's discomfort. Yes, Amy, so perception is really so important. Um, and so I'm happy you've given us this. So that was just a clip from um, my women's health show, The Spill, which I, I do. And this episode was aired last year. And in that episode, I was interviewing Nurse Rosie Felix, who spoke about the breast self-exam. Of course, Rosie Felix is a, a, a very experienced nurse and midwife. And Amy Rafa was speaking about the mammograms. And she is a radiographer from medical diagnostic so this was just a clip these two ladies were not in studio with us um, but just a clip of of you know them detailing the process for screening for breast cancer um, that, that that is available the breast self-exam and of course the the mammograms um, Miss Alexander, oftentimes I know, as you spoke about when we were speaking about prostate cancer earlier, you mentioned to the men, um, to the ladies, to, you know, assist the men, not in a nagging way, but to assist the men, you know, to, to take care of themselves in that way in terms yes. of screening. And what about the, the men? What would you say to them in regards to helping the ladies? Yeah, <laughs> similarly, because, um, you know, it really is an individual and then also a collective effort. I mean, the fact is there are, in the case of the men, there are women in your lives. You would be hearing about the rising incidence of mortality. Mm -hmm. Now, I am personally of the view, and I think some medical people would agree with me, that quite frequently the mortality um, has to do with elite diagnosis. The mortality usually has to do with a late diagnosis, um, especially mortality in the very young. Mm -hmm. It usually has to do. Many of the um, people who have succumbed recently to cancer, um, some of them were diagnosed about two years ago. Some of them were diagnosed about a year ago. It mm. speaks to late detection. So I think um, equally, um, you know, families, spouses, um, sons, mothers, fathers, brothers and sisters can say, let's talk about cancer. I mean, it's like, I don't think the topic should be avoided. Um, we do have the examples in Dominica of so many people succumbing and so many people being diagnosed at very early ages that I think families need to discuss it. Mm -hmm. You know, so the husband, when the wife says, um, you know, I think I'm, I think you, you know, the husband is, or the spouse, the boyfriend, he's in his 40s, 50s. And you say, you know, um, I just heard this conversation or this discussion on the radio and I think you need to do a prostate examination. 
the husband can turn around and say, well, let's do it together. What about you doing your, your pap smear? Mm-hmm. Or your um, when last mm-hmm. you had your, your, your breast screening mm-hmm. done? You know, let's encourage each other to get it done. Let's encourage each other to get it done. It's important. It mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Early intervention or early detection does give you a fighting chance to mm-hmm. survive cancer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And in terms of, you know, breast cancer and breast um, um, cancer screening or, or, or the, the two methods we mentioned, the breast self-exam, which is so simple and which right. is something that you can do for yourself. I know a lot of women um, and I have heard these comments, you know, the, the, a, a woman might feel like if she has a partner, a male partner or, or a sexual partner, that, you know, the, 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 the sexual act which involves the breast may, may be a form of screening, but not necessarily. There are a lot of cases where somebody can have a partner and they will not, um, that that lump or that, that sign was not picked up by right. the partner at all. So right. it's important to know how to do the breast self-exam for yourself. You know, of course, the best time of month to do it, as was just mentioned, and um, in the clip, we're talking about seven days after the right. the period. Um, so you are you are also responsible for your own health, and right. doing that self breast exam is a way of taking care of your right. own health. So the partner can encourage you, but um, don't don't leave it up to chance that you know if something was there, you know this partner would feel it. <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. this partner would feel that alarm. So you know if he never said mm-hmm. anything, then I don't have anything to worry about. No, no, right. no. You have to take um, that own person, your own personal responsibility. Okay, so I see we have a caller on the line. Let us take this call. Caller, good morning. Oh, okay, so you call. can you can try again. Um, of course, our our numbers are four four nine three zero nine five four four nine three zero nine six four four nine three zero nine seven. 616-4257 and if you're calling um, from overseas the number is 305-432-9624 we have a caller again caller good morning good morning Trudy. good morning great topic again Thank the you. question i would like to ask is at what age um, should a woman stop um, doing a pap smear okay Thank you. So the pap smear guidelines now have been have been have been changing. From from my recollection, um, before we would commence the pap smear upon the age of starting sexual activity. Now it's mm-hmm. recommended you begin at the age of twenty one, and if the pap smear is normal, you do it every three years yes. thereafter. Initially, they used to tell us every year, but now they're saying if it's normal, you do every three years, and mm-hmm. then the suggestion is that you stop at sixty five if everything has been normal that is your choice to stop at that age but if of course there have been um you know occurrences of of abnormal cells or if you've had you know to have treatment for abnormal cells then your physician may suggest that you continue screening Mm -hmm. even beyond you know that time but the recommendation as of now stands at 21 to 65 they're about if everything is is okay you continue if everything is okay then you know you may choose to 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 stop at that point yes yes so yes Mm -hmm. so we're going to take a a break we're going to take a a break and come back and end with another interesting part of the discussion before i go on this break i just want to say that we are also bringing 
this last segment that we had we are bringing it compliments wisdom which is another jolly's brand for all your oral health care needs mm-hmm. those toothbrushes and the floss and the toothpaste wisdom is the brand a very good brand and jolly's of course is the um sells that brand so wisdom for your oral care needs so we're going to take a break and we will be right back Sundays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. JP Mega, the best family shopping experience. And we are back with you. Of course, this is Health Vibes, and we've been talking about cancer for this episode. I have in studio with me the president of the Dominica Cancer Society, Yvonne Alexander. And we've been talking a lot about, you know, the different forms of cancer that are particularly um, concerning and prevalent um, for us locally. We spoke about prostate cancer. The Awareness Month is this month for prostate cancer. Breast cancer, the Awareness Month is October. And we also spoke a bit about cervical cancer and the screening for for that which is the the pap Mm -hmm. smear so we've just been talking about cancer awareness you know but there is something that is um troubling i would i would say for many for many dominicans i've seen a lot of chatter online um a lot of chat on social media about cancer rates or rates of 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 people dying with cancer and that seems to be concerning to a lot of a lot lot of us dominicans so what have from from your 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 perspective um what have you been seeing or what has the dominica cancer society Mm -hmm. been observing in that regard the incidence of of cancer and the mortality yes Mm -hmm. and um the fact is uh there are many individuals who are diagnosed with cancer and they do come to the dominica cancer society and we are really very grateful for that so we become aware of some of the individuals. Not everyone come to us, some of the individuals. What I've noticed over the past five or so years I've been um, affiliated with the Dominica Cancer Society is that the age group of individuals approaching us for assistance is becoming increasingly younger. Mm. So, um, you know, probably long ago, a woman would be in her 50s before she had anything to do with breast cancer. Now we are seeing um, young ladies, very young ladies, early 20s, mm-hmm. early to mid 20s, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, equally, young people presenting with cervical cancer. And so we, we are, be- and when some of these um, individuals succumb, sometime within months of approaching us or within a few years of approaching us we recognize hey um you know uh, 
is the messaging reaching where it needs to go um is there some other underlying something is there something wrong within mm-hmm. the nature aisle mm-hmm. um so it is of concern to us we've raised it at different forums we that's why we try to increase the messaging all the time mm-hmm. encouraging people to get screened yes mm-hmm. i see we have a caller caller good morning Yes, good morning, fireman touching base. Listen to the program, but you know what it is. Hell, fight even with, because that is the vibe. And now, good morning <laughs> to you and your host. Good morning. To your guest. Good morning. Now, good your morning. topic is cancer, right? Yes. And we say now, next Monday, say October, must be the women's time for um, breast cancer whatsoever. But you know what I really find, right and truly? I don't know what is the problem. Right and truly, you know, I find from Africa, I say with Mirosos and Charlie, from Rivoli Couple Life, nobody can take that from me. What I find, you know, what is really the cause of all this type of cancer that all over the place has the same? What is really the cause of that cancer business all over the place? All of a sudden, I find you just have diabetes and I find cancer because even children, in, even all age right now. So what do you think is really the problem? You with me? Yes, yes, yes. We're there. We're there. So, so what I'm saying here, really and truly, I think mm-hmm. to myself, as I say again, I suspect the foods people eating have a lot, a lot to do with that because I always understand for myself is what you put in your body that builds in your body. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they always say, no, everything is in your blood. You don't have no sickness in your body. You have sickness in your blood. So I feel it's how people eat and how people live their life. And the thing again, a lot of people have put a little smile on their face. They have this self so ignorant. They have this give themselves so much problem and issues. So all them things bring in sickness into your body. And one sickness triggers a lot of sickness in your mm-hmm. body. You know what I'm saying? So, well and truly, as always, and I love what all you're doing, and I think that's why I have to add my little two cents. Yes. Because, well and truly, as I say again, we come to different humanity, Rasta, right voice, after song, we talk on the lovely world. So, what I'm saying, you know, the people know, human being, every human being, no matter who you be, what you are, no matter what class you come from, life is important because when you enjoy life, you have to be healthy for you enjoy life. So, which means now, take all your own responsibility. Love all yourself, love all your life. Right now we're in a new era. Even the coping virus coming to bring a sense and a way of health. How people have to live their life, how they have to eat, how they have to do. People still fire away from that. You know what I'm saying? No matter what everyone of us come there and say, by the end of the day, if the human being, the person themselves, will take their own responsibility to think for themselves and their surroundings, you're going to come back to zero from zero is zero. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, as I say again, I love all the program. And I love what all you're doing. It's great work. And you have to continue what you're doing because many shall be called, first shall be chosen. But human being. Don't give the doctors and the nurses and whosoever too much stress and problem. And them nurses and things and whosoever are working in the hospital, really working there. Take all the work serious. Respect all the work. All the work. Respect all yourself. Take all your life serious. Don't work for the money. Do it for the country and for yourself and for your people. Humanity, love all yourself. Love life. Life is important. Up and running. Fireman running. Great program. I'm listening. Give thanks for life. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you Thank much. you for yes. that contribution. Yes, a lot of concern always about the cause, you know, and you were just yes. on, on that yes. on that issue, mm-hmm. why, you know, so much incidence of, of cancers. Interestingly, though, Ms. Alexander, I, know I, I, will, I will allow you to continue, but there are a few forms of cancer, although a lot of causation is unknown. We have yes. risk factors, have risk but factors. you cannot have like a pinpointed cause. Right. But there are some, like cervical cancer, right. where over 90% of, of cervical cancer is caused by a particular HPV. virus, the HPV virus. Right. Right. And this is something that we know. So we know that causes. Right. Similarly, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. We know a large majority of lung cancer is caused by exposure smoking. to smoking. Yes. Right. Sec- uh, um, smoke, um, cigarette smoke, or even mm-hmm. secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. So there are 
out, you know, a few forms of cancer that we actually yes. know what is the cause and we still, you know, sometimes shy away from, from managing the right. incidence of, yes. of these cervical cancer you were just right, me- right. mentioning. So, you know, a lot yeah. of, yeah, a lot of uncertainty, yes. it's true, but there are some that we know and we know the screening methods for them as well to be able to yes. even catch them before they are, like for cervical cancer, pap smear will a catch even it's not the pap smear wouldn't necessarily just show cancer it shows the cells if they are transforming right you know into cancerous cells so you catch it before and still sometimes we don't take heed right you yes. know at mm-hmm. the end of the day we really wish nobody would even be diagnosed with cancer and we didn't necessarily have to be there i'm talking about it but it happens mm-hmm. um Personally, I'm of the view that because I think Dominica is a really very natural island, mm-hmm. um, most of us, I think even if we eat um, probably what can be referred to as junk food or things we shouldn't eat or much more of what we shouldn't eat than what we should eat, I still think we eat as naturally as we possibly can compared to other you know, places. Other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there may be need for studies here to yeah. determine why the rising cause especially among the young mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm saying that because i recall in the neighboring french islands when there were very high incidents of prostate mm-hmm. cancer um the government did the study that led to a determination that it had to do with their farming the practices yes and, and, the, and the use of the pesticide mm-hmm. right so i think equally here it's it's to me now is the time to consider a study, um, Dominica Cancer Society does not have the resources, mm-hmm. but I think it's something that has to be done at the national level. Um, Dominica Cancer Society would love to be part of this to determine the possible reasons that we have so much rising co- um, incidence of cancer, particularly among the younger age group. Right, right. right? So, and and, and yes. that is something, you know, so important because health and health decisions and health always has to be research-driven, information-driven. Right. And that is where we have a distinct lapse right. locally. The research. In research. Mm-hmm. We are not doing mm-hmm. the necessary mm-hmm. research. I guess yes. it's always figured that it's too much money to right. do the research. And so what do we do? We, we, you know, we fail to do the research and then we take decisions based on, you know, what yes. we, what we think, what yeah. we think, but not necessarily what we know and what we've proven. And um, as you mentioned, the study in the French islands, that was a major, right. that was a major right. thing. Exactly. Because without that study, you wouldn't have pinpointed that pesticide usage and stop it yes and stop, stop it. the use of that right. pesticide right and so the, the the incidents are decreasing over time right right you know? right so, so if we're never sure what the situation is and we're just speculating mm-hmm. well, it has to do with what people eat it oh has yes to do with what people yes drink. it yes. has to do with their level of stress yes. and all of these are factors all yes. of these are risk factors but exactly what is going on what do all of these people have in common mm-hmm. and yes we know that there is the the, the hpv virus mm-hmm. that causes um, cervical, cervical cancer in many, 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 in uh, you know, over 90% of the cases and all of that. We know that it can be screened for through the pap smear and all of that. But what else is, you know, what exactly is going on? Is there something else going on? Is mm-hmm. there something in our foods? Is there something in our water? Is there something in our air? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I would like to know, and I think everybody else would 
like to know. Right, right. Is there any environmental yes. exposure yes. that we are, you know, not looking at closely right. enough? Is yes. there? Right. So yes, you are correct, and I, it's something that I lament all the time. I'm teaching a course this semester um, at the State College on um, research, biostatistics, and literature evaluation. And I was saying to my students just yesterday, yeah. interestingly, we lack research, research. on so many things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we we when I ask them, you know, do you know how if you have to do a research project who you have to approach for permission because if you have to do research on human subjects you need permission from a particular body and nobody knew neither could they find it online so that Mm -hmm. is to show you how you know our processes are not even available to 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 be found because there is such a lack of active research being conducted um locally so that is one of the things that i wish you know we could really improve on is our health research and so the 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 outcomes of these critical research um, projects or studies would lead us to making better health decisions. And and Trudy, I want to add also that, you know, Dominica has a wealth of human resources. Oh, yes. Not just those that are resident in Dominica. Mm -hmm. We have a wealth of human resources all over the world. And I know that there must be some individuals who would even be able to access the funding Mm -hmm. to do that kind of research. Number one, we have the 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 people who have the 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 knowledge and those kind of things to do that it's not something we have to reinvent the wheel it's Mm -hmm. not something that has never been done before it's been done before Mm -hmm. um you know so it shouldn't be too difficult to determine how it can be done who can assist in doing it what are the resources we have out there were great big body of resource the diaspora Mm -hmm. who are these individuals Mm -hmm. who can assist with that who can advise Please, can we, mm-hmm. you know, let's do something. I, I, defi- I think we yeah. all need to know. I definitely mm-hmm. think we should make that a priority. And even in my, my young life, I have so many um, colleagues and students who are out there, you know, in the diaspora with yes. big, um, you know, working for research labs right. and, you know, working right. in, in, in high level public health agencies and who would have the capacity to lead us to that. some to some exactly. resources for research. Definitely. Definitely. So we we have been discussing cancer. Um, you know, the, the, the last part of the discussion brought us to how we are seeing, you know, cases especially in in young people which which we are concerned about um and we want to always continue to to bring the necessary awareness to to the these these things i see we have a caller yes let me take this call caller good morning blessings 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 sir all right i give thanks for the effort eh, in educating the people the awareness and the caller called and talked about it. I keep talking about early detection and the prevention. What are the contributing factors and which we are limited in that sphere? But there's a great doctor down to then, some neurologist or whatever he is. For years, he has been offering his expertise to our country and we are refusing him. And there are many more. Look, the Empress talking about she have a friend working in such and such a place. So... We know they cannot just come in. We have a body of men governing a country, and they would have to say, yes, you're invited. But even the the great Dr. Dongleben has been refused the license for years and offering his services for free. So it is sad to see where we are timing 
We know the pesticide, the weedicide. We talk about maybe even some body detergent, the roll-on, some of them with aluminum and maybe other things, ladies passing under the breast. And in conclusion, a study was done by three scientists, one Caucasian and two African-Americans. And here, products causes breast cancer as well. It was conclusive based on they themselves with the, the medical or scientific background, I can't remember too well. And it was conclusive that all the products African-American people putting in the hair to make it sleek and to make it that, that is a contributing factor. So there is so much we need to know. And collaboratively, regionally, we can pool our resources together and do the research and do our conclusion instead of somebody telling us, oh, it is more prevalent in black people. Why? Right. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Yes. Thank I, you. I, we, mm-hmm. that, that was our point to read the research, yes. you know, mm-hmm. so to have the proper... We need to know for ourselves. Yes. We're still basing on one in six men on on a, a, a global, global study, study that one in six men will have prostate cancer. We're still basing on one in four women on based on... But what is the position here locally? Mm-hmm. What is the position in our region? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have that information because... Or is it available? Mm-hmm. I am not aware. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's available, to, you know, know, is it yes. readily shared so right, that anybody right. can access it? So there, yeah. <laughs> so that is that is a, mm-hmm. a critical issue. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can have you know change right. in that regard. You know, at least in my lifetime, <laughs> we can have change in, in that regard. Yes. So it is eleven thirty-one. We are actually at the end of our time. Boy. It has yes, we've had a jam-packed show <laughs> this morning. Um, speaking about cancer, speaking about screening, speaking about awareness and, and you know, the way forward. Um, Yvonne Alexander, I want to thank you so much for gracing us with your presence this morning. The president of the Dominica Cancer Society. It's a busy time for the society, I'm sure. Um, and so I am very thankful that you're able to join us this morning here on Health Vibes. So thank you. And I want to really thank you. And I really want to mention a few people that I want to thank for all the support. I mentioned Dr. Pascal and them already, those who were assistant of the prostate cancer awareness activities. I want to mention people like the, the insurance company of the West Indies that have come on board um, the year before, came on board again this year to assist us in offsetting some of the costs of staging work for cancer. They are one of our bigger donors. But there are others like um, the Domlex, the... Um, Argos, um, there is also the, 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 there is this other insurance company, um, the, the cooperative um, insurance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there is an attorney at law who made a donation, but I'm not sure she wants me to mention her name. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping some of the other attorney, attorneys at law come on board. And I'm also, I'm hoping also that they work with us. Um, I really want to thank our office staff. I want to single out people like our Bernadette Scotlands and our Priscilla's and our Emilia who do so much in trying to um, boost the, t- the T-shirt sales and, and collect the donations. I want the public to know that please donate. The funds we collect from your donations goes towards assisting people to meet the cost of cancer treatment. We do not want anyone to have a diagnosis and sit at home and think, well, I don't have the money 
please come to us. We will assist you in pain, be it surgery, in pain for chemo, in pain for sometimes even diagnostic tests we assist with. Do not sit at home and say there is nothing that can be done and then months pass and years pass and you're there nursing a cancer diagnosis on your own. On your own don't do that mm -hmm. come to the dominica cancer society our office is at 30 mcintyre lane goodwill we are there waiting to assist you please support us please join the walk first of october 4 p.m choose where you want to walk get your t-shirts make a donation we thank you give us God the bless phone you. number give us the phone number you promised for um the the office and if people want yes. to to get their shirts or make an order for their shirts for yes. the walk on the 1st of October. So for the for to order your shirts, you can send a request. It's a WhatsApp to 316-7326. And we are taking orders for t-shirts on that number. 316-7326. We are taking orders on that number. We'll take out your shirts, set it aside for you. And you all will just call you and tell you your shirts are ready for pickup. All right. Nice. Thank you so very much. God bless you all. For any other requests, um, call the Dominica Cancer Society. 440-8801 is our office number. Call us. Let's see how we can assist you. God right. bless you all. And thank you so much, Judy, <laughs> for you. having me. Thank you so much, Jolly's Pharmacy. You're a partner. You know, always on board, Team Jolly. Thank you so, so very much. <laughs> I appreciate. Thank you, Q95. Always on board as well. Thank you. Okay, so it is the end of another Health Vibes, another wonderful Health Vibes where, you know, health always has vibes on a Wednesday morning. I want to end by, you know, um, saying another hello to Carlton Langdo. We missed you in studio this yes. morning, but hopefully yes, you'll yes. be back with us next week and just in for Fagan Defo. This is Trudy Christian. I am logging out this morning from Health Vibes. Hope to see you next week. Always remember, of course, we are representing and jollies which leads the way in healthcare have a great week see you next week